We want to be a praying church. We want to be a praying people. Constantly is pretty much all the time. Paul says that later on in the New Testament. Pray all the time. Pray without ceasing. So here, early on, the beginning of the movement of Jesus' followers of the church, and they were constantly in prayer. That's awesome. And then just a reminder, there were some women also along in the group, even the mother of Jesus, that seems remarkable to me, with his brothers. Uh, I, don't, I, I feel like just commenting on this real quick. There is, I'm no expert, but I think it's a Catholic doctrine that, that Mary was perpetually a virgin, uh, and that seems to be a little bit misled because clearly Mary and Joseph had other kids and they're referenced even here with his brothers. And you remember in, uh, in, in some of the gospel accounts, there was that point when his brothers, they were, oh, he's crazy and they didn't believe. Well, what we're going to see in Acts, at least alluded to, is that they all seem to have come on board and really figured out who he was. So uh, that's the passage for today. Remember, in the back of your mind, before we actually get there, we are asking ourselves, what does this have to do for us today? And uh, the thing that I'm struck by, as I've, again, read my new, new uh, friend's uh, commentaries, uh, here's what Schnabel says about this section. In his introduction to the second volume of his work on the ministry of Jesus and the apostles, listen carefully, church. It's going to seem like this is a duh, and I hope you hear Kurt talk about this all the time, but here's what he writes. Sorry. Uh, Luke, uh, uh, in his introduction to the second volume of his work on the ministry of Jesus and the apostles, Luke squarely places Jesus in the center. While the first volume described what Jesus began to do and teach, the second volume describes what Jesus continues to do and to teach and through the ministry of the apostles. The missionary work and the pastoral ministry of the apostles depends entirely on Jesus, the risen Lord who sits at the right hand of the Father and who has granted to his disciples the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, this whole first section has to be about reminding us to recognize and keep Jesus as the center. Can I get an amen? That's <laughs> all good. <laughs> yeah. So, for us to remember this and see how Luke did this, here's the, there's three things I just want you to catch from this section that how he did this. Sort of his emphasis or his, uh, you know, building the foundation is what Luke is doing. He's building this foundation and here's how he did that. First of all, uh, he's building the foundation to remind us that the resurrection was absolutely real. Uh, the reality of the, you know, so uh, again, I said I'd come back to this for a minute. It was really important for, for them to establish that Jesus did rise. Because obviously we wouldn't have a faith, it wouldn't be a thing if it was all a hoax or if it wasn't real. And so Luke starts out, we want to keep Jesus at the center. Remember, he really did what he said. He rose, and look, uh, we saw him. We hung out with him. We talked to him. And, and, and 40 days, it wasn't just a quick, he, we hung, you know. It, so uh, now, what, is, what does that mean for us in 2022? Uh, you know, the subtle reminder is uh, I, you have to be convinced, and I'm looking at a room full of, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here in a lot of ways, that's, and I, that's great. But the reminder to say, you know, are, are you convinced that 
Jesus did what he said, that he, it was, you know, we, we could have scientific questions and blood and water flowed and all that. He was dead and he's alive. Do you believe that? Do you get, can you talk through that? Now, uh, you don't have to be an apologetic expert, you know, but can you just say, yeah, you know what? There, there were, there's evidence so clearly, and we're not all Lee Strobel or whoever, but at some level, that's where this starts. If you want to keep Jesus center, remember that the resurrection was absolutely real, and it's, it's, it's uh, debatable, positive, it's provable. We, you know, pretty, pretty strong indications. Okay. And then the second thing to keep Jesus center, remember it's all about him, is uh, remember the commands to the disciples, because they are significant. So, uh, the one is alluded to, as we've talked about already, and you're going to hear this a lot because it's all about what Acts is. Uh, Matthew, we, we call the Great Commission, go and make disciples, right? Uh, but by the time we get to Luke, what we know is, he says, uh, this is the end of Luke. The Messiah, uh, this is what was written, the Messiah had to suffer, rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, but beginning in Jerusalem. This is the Gospel of Luke finishing up. I want to read part of that again. He says, repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached, that's you guys, Jesus could be saying, to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. And he says this, end of the Gospel, you are witnesses to these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. And so the command is, you're going to be the, my instrument to spread the kingdom and to tell everybody about me. This is, this is the foundation of what we are here to do. The significant command is to be his witness. Now, what does that look like for you? We heard a couple of stories earlier. I'd love to hear a million more stories as we go to hear about how we are being witnesses or to get us started how we've seen someone else be witness. But this is the foundation uh, of Acts to say you will be my witnesses and, and, and that is the command that we need to remember. Now, uh, here, here, here's the last thing. And, and this is, uh, you know, absolutely remarkable. It's become old hat for us because you've heard it all of your Christian life. Jesus lives inside me. The Spirit, you know, hey, this is huge, people. Jesus is saying, look, we're used to all this Holy Spirit talk, but it was a new thing to them, right? You think about Old Testament passages, uh, sometimes a, a figure, I was going to say character, and you know I mean I, they are real people, so a figure or a character from the Old Testament, the spirit came upon them in a, in a moment or a, for a particular thing. That would be their only frame of reference. What do you mean we're going we're gonna to have this, uh, this Holy Spirit? What is it? it? It's part of me, Jesus might be saying, and you're going you're gonna to really receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. And so the promise of the Holy Spirit and how this all works together. How can we even do this, Jesus? Well, you have to do it in the, in the power of the Spirit because that's the only way you're gonna get this done. You've gotta be my witnesses. You've gotta make disciples, tell others about me. And you're gonna be able to do that through my Spirit being inside you. And obviously in a couple of, uh, I can't keep my whole, or it's coming. You know, if you're, if you're anticipating the big stories of, of Acts, it's coming that we're going to see how this plays out literally 
for the Spirit to come. This would be, you know, if we weren't so used to hearing words like this, this would be goosebumps. Wait a minute, what? God's going to send his Spirit to us? And we're going to talk all around that when we get to that spot. But those are the things to keep Jesus at center, the, the significant parts of this first passage, for Luke to set this all up for what's to come. He really did raise from the dead because, look, he hung out with us. Uh, he had really significant thing to tell us to do. Marching orders is something they keep, uh, keep reading. That's good. And then to remember that it's, you know, the coming of the Spirit is, is the era we're talking about as well. I love this stuff. <laughs> and it, it, again, it, it only matters... It only matters when you make it your own. And so uh, when you look at this, this particular first passage, has some fun stories, because again, I keep thinking about these poor uh, unenlightened disciples staring, duh, up at Jesus leaving, kind of going, you know, and, they, and we're going to see how they really start to take off in their ministry, and, and you, God uses them, and how that all goes. Uh, so not a lot of story in this, except to say it sets up the whole rest of the book. So my encouragement, if you can, would be read through Acts. We're going to go again slow. <laughs> so between now and next week, just read the rest of chapter 1 or read all of chapter 1 and you'll be in good shape for, actually again, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but uh, you'll be in good shape. But it, it, again, trying to get the word of God not only in here, but in here and spread it out all among us. And we're going to see that as we go. Let's pray. God, I'm so thankful for the way your word still speaks to us so strongly. God, what, a, what an incredible story of your closest followers uh, getting, getting this important command that to be your witnesses, to make disciples, uh, then to see you, uh, you know, literally and symbolically, but to rise up and sit on your throne, you know, whatever that looked, God, that's just marvelous stuff. And God, I pray that as we, all these years later, in all this distant place from where this happened, I pray that it would become more and more real to each one of us as we go through Acts. We're looking for those things for us, and I pray, God, you would be stirring in us. I pray, God, that your spirit would be stirring in us and that we would know where you're leading us. So, God, from our look at this book, I pray, God, you would change us and draw us closer to yourself. Help us know Jesus better and better by, as we look at the first church and what they did to spread your word. I'm so thankful for your word, God. God, thank you for our congregation. I pray that you would continue to bless us as we move into the future. God, for uh, offerings and tithes that will be given today, I pray that you would bless them. Such an important part of life and ministry. So I pray that you would bless the offering as it's taken on the way out. And God, I pray that uh, you would be with each of us as we think about our needs and what you're doing in our lives. Draw near once again to each one. God, we love you. We ask to see you work every day of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So, as usual, on the way out, the receptacles, the buckets are there for tithes and offerings. Uh, if you want to fill out a connection card or a prayer card, drop that in as well. We'd love to pray for you. Here's a part uh, I probably should have said earlier. Um, next week, we're excited. Uh, we, we weren't sure with some of Dustin's uh, getting sick and all that, but next week... 
we're going to have an emphasis on youth. We're having a youth Sunday next week. So we're going to have some of our young people. We already, we're really blessed. We have a lot of young people that already help us in the band and the worship teams. But we're going to have that, and we're going to hear from a lot of them. And Dustin's going to be up uh, uh, um, ringmastering the whole thing, emceeing <laughs> the whole thing. So uh, let's look forward to that as we celebrate youth next week. And then we'll jump back into Acts as we go. And uh, there's stuff coming up. Just keep, keep checking out the website, checking out the bulletins, and keep your ear out. Groups start at 11 o'clock. Uh, again, some robust discussion on what it means to keep Jesus at the center would be great. If you've not tried a group, it's a good time to try one. And otherwise, peace. Oh, go Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs>